Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz. I'm stepping in for James today. Uh, he won't be on, but hey, you got me. We got a great show. We're going to talk all about the NBA. We got lots of stuff to discuss. And we have our guest today. We have Abe. How you doing, Abe? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I was glad to hear that you're on. So, you know, it's always always nice to hear your voice. So, yeah. um, our other guest is Wayman. Glad to be here. The Prophet. How are hey, you? I am waiting. I am ready and happy to be on. I got some. I got some stuff I need to say. You got some things to get off your chest a little bit. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let, 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 let's go back and rehash the LeVar Ball stuff that's going on because he's still relevant. He's still in the news. He's making everyone talk and hear about him. Um, the latest thing had to do with the, the big baller brand shoes, uh, trying to charge $495 for a pair of sneakers on an untested player. You know, LeVar was asked so many times, you know, he keeps saying that, they, they've, he, he, that they've sold a bunch, they've sold a bunch, they've sold so many. And they try to nail him down to how many pairs of shoes they've sold, and never once did he give a straight answer. You know, he kept throwing out the, saying, oh, we've sold 495 pairs, you know, as, as if that's a joke. You know, he thinks of, thinks of, his, as himself, he thinks of himself and his, and his kids as being exclusive. You know, they're, they're an exclusive brand. They're an exclusive family, you know. And what makes them so different than everybody else? You know, to me, it's, he's, just, he's just cocky. So let, let, let's get in and talk a little bit about him and what's going on and the latest stuff. So, Abe, give me your take on, on LeVar Ball. Well, uh, you know, from what I understand, he's, uh, uh, you know, to me, it, it just seems like, uh, you know, he's, he's trying to get in there. He's trying to break through, uh, you know, and and I, I think he's he's – well on his way to, to do that, uh, you know, um, it looks like the, the Los Angeles Lakers landed the number two pick. Uh, and from what I understand, they're saying that, uh, uh, Lonzo will, will only, uh, work out for the, for the, the, the Los Angeles, uh, Lakers. So, yeah, I mean he, you know, it, it looks like to me like they're they're on their way to to making that happen, uh, mm-hmm. and you know as far as the shoes go, you know it's, it's a, I, you know it's it's kind of a new thing, you know, and, and and they're trying to like I said they're trying to break through, break into the that uh, exclusiveness, and you know uh, sometimes. When uh, when you first start out, you just gotta fake it till you make it. I think you know, and and that's you know, I think that's kind of where they're they're at with that. But you know, as far as the the ball playing goes, you know, he he's uh, he's well on his way to to be be uh, uh, a potentially uh, uh, excellent player. You know, so. We'll see where you know where that lands uh, here in the near future. 
Yeah. Yep. Let's see what happens. So, all right, all right, Prophet. Give me your take on it. See? And the, the Prophet, I predicted this. I predicted that it wouldn't hurt <clears throat> Lonzo Ball at all, which it is not. Um, from all indications, I, I've seen this morning that the Lakers are trying to find trade partners for D'Angelo Russell because it doesn't make sense to have uh, two six five guards, meaning that all the hubbub that we've heard about the Lakers taking Lonzo Ball is probably true. So no matter what LeVar Ball has done, and he's on all type of talk shows every single day, it has not hurt his kid in the least. And this is what I was saying, you know, three, four weeks ago, that it, it, it's not going to hurt him. He's constantly in the news. His son is in the news. Now, it's hard for me to really apply this term to him, even though I think it fits, but he's an innovator. He's a, and I'm not saying he's doing, believe me, I'm not saying he's going about it right. I'm not saying that I like him or I would want him to be my dad or be treated like him in a similar situation. But what I am saying is he's the first person ever to attempt to sell his own shoe. I don't know how many shoes he sold, but however many he sold is pure profit for him, not necessarily his son. So he's carved out a niche. You got Nike and Under Armour and Adidas and all these other shoe companies. He said, you know what? I'm not going to let them dictate how much the shoe is charged or, or they charge for their shoe. And do I think $495 for a shoe is ridiculous? I would never buy them. But you got all type of celebrities buying them. You got the game buying them. You got all these people in L.A. buying them. So imagine if he winds up with the Lakers and he has a good first season. How many people are going to be running around in uh, Air Lonzo's? That's what I call them, the Air Lonzo's. A whole bunch of people will. I mean, this he's, he's an innovator. Um, he, he reminds me, I mean, he should have his own show right next to the Kardashians because that's kind of what he's done. He's carved himself a niche out of nothing and out of nowhere. And he says the most outlandish things, but he's running the show. My son will only work out for the Lakers. Turns out everything is dropped right in his lap, right how he wants it, and the Lakers are going to take him with the number two pick. So nothing this guy has done, even though he's outlandish, outrageous, everything else. Um, got the coach fired at his son's uh, high school. Everything that he is doing, even though it seems counterproductive and destructive, has not had a negative impact. He's going to be in the media capital of the world in Los Angeles with his son, and one of two things is going to happen. Lonzo Ball is going to be great. LeVar will keep talking. It'll help his other two sons. Or he's not going to do so great, but he's already done his due diligence and already made money off of the shoes and already got his son in the NBA and his name in our mouth. Now, and I've kind of looked, you know, and and I've been thinking about this, as you can tell. It also gives... uh, Lonzo, an opportunity to separate from his dad. Um, so say in a year, Lonzo comes out, because we don't, I've not even heard his voice. Um, I, I guess he had some rap out or something that I've not heard. But imagine in a year he said, you know what? I hate what my dad was doing. I, I, I don't agree with what my dad was doing. I'm my own person. None of this stuff had anything to do with me. My dad is a greedy, 
how many of us are going to jump on his bandwagon and celebrate him making a break from this arrogant, outlandish, loud-spoken person? I mean, we see it all the time in daytime television. So I think it's a win-win situation. He can stay with his dad and ride those coattails and continue to make money, or he can come out a year or two years later and say, my dad was going about this all wrong, and now we start rooting for him because he finally made a break for his dad. So I see it as a win-win situation. I, I've, I've just I've just read a few other things. Uh, one of the things that uh, that Lavar has said is, you know, you speak it into being. You know, that that's his, his his famous words. You speak it into being. You you speak about something and and somehow, you know, you put it out there in the universe, and the universe universe will make it happen. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know he he also apparently bought all three of his sons sports cars. Because he didn't want either none of his none of his kids to be enticed by you know any boosters or whoever to try to ruin their chance of of college or you know what would happen going pro you know he bought it for him himself um, and I'm like I was I, I thought okay that that's that's smart but is it really smart you know to give a, a, a kid that kind of a vehicle to drive around in so. You know, just something, something more to think about on, on, on his dad and what he does. And, um, and of course, well, I mean, well, anytime you see the name, you know, you're just kind of drawn to reading that because it's, it's, it's one of these, as you say, the Kardashian things where you're just waiting for the whole thing to self-implode on itself. And, and you kind of hope it does. Because, <laughs> again, to me, Lonzo, he's, he's untested. You know, yes, he wants to become a Laker. He wants to be a hometown kid and play for the Lakers and be great. But, you know, all, all the coaches, you know, that, that were possibly going to be recruiting him, you know, they've all said, and as well as the GMs have said, that nothing that Lamar or LeVar can say will impact their decision. You know, they're, they're going to base everything on Lonzo and Lonzo only. Um, should he become a player of theirs? Um, same thing. They're not going to let him get into their head and try to tell them how to run their program. You know, that would just be, <laughs> I think that would just be amazing if, if, if that does happen. Because I think, again, that would really start hurting Lonzo. See, and that's what, you know, that just goes back to my point. You know, you have GMs, you have coaches saying, we could care less what, what the dad says. And, like I said, it sets up the perfect scenario where there is some public break from his dad if he so chooses, and then we're all rooting for him. So you're going to have people, like you just now said, rooting against him because of his dad, but those people, are, you're still going to be glued to the TV. And that's what LeVar, that's why I said he's crazy like a fox, in the Dennis Rodman kind of way, or, or the Lady Gaga or Miley Cyrus type of way. You're going to tune in because it's made for TV. Drama. Yeah. Everywhere Lonzo goes and LeVar, LeVar, his dad, is in, the, is in the crowd or in the stadium, people are going to show up, whether it be from Minnesota, you know, to, to Milwaukee or, or any of these obscure places. When Lonzo Ball hits the court, media will be there like have never been there recently, and, and so will the fans. And so he, he knows it. He knows by continuing to run his mouth, He's generating buzz and money for himself, 
and also for whatever team LeVar Ball winds up or Lonzo Ball winds up on. So he's not going to quit running his mouth, especially if it's not a detriment to his son. But I, but I, I, I beg to differ a little bit. I, I think he's done a lot of harm for his future in, in how people think about about Lonzo. And people are kind of, because of his father and his father's cockiness, people are kind of hoping that, that, that Lonzo just kind of falls flat. You know, just for instance, the Lakers didn't get past, what, the sweet, the, the Elite Eight. You know, people are like going, yes, yes. You know, shut that man up. Hey, hey Chris. Yes. It, it, you're, you're kind of saying it's kind of like that uh, train wreck scenario oh, yeah. where where you uh, you know it's going to happen, but at the same time you you can't take your eyes away. You, you know you don't want to see it happen, but but it uh, it you know there's nothing that that you can do to stop it, right? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Correct. So, but, but, you know I mean, what, you know what? So we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on and, and, and what we think needs to happen or possibly happen in order for Lonzo to actually do, do himself a favor uh, without his father. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwick. James won't be with us today, but you got me. And we have as our guest today, we have Abe and we have Wayman. How are you guys today? Good, good. Good. You got me? So you got me? We've... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying you got me, too. I'm, I'm good. Oh, nice. Great. <laughs> so so before before the break, we were talking about uh, LeVar Ball and, and what's going on with his son and then, of course, other sons. You know, so let, let's, let's just talk a little bit more about it. I, I, I kind of feel 
you know, just because someone is a good college player does not, you know, even football, I mean, any sport, just because they're good in college does not mean they're going to be good when it comes to the pros, you know, and, and, you know, that's why I keep saying he's untested, he's untested. And until he, he, he can prove people wrong or, or disprove, you know, because we may be right in, what, in our thinking about him. And the, the father, in a way, he, he should just take a step back, let, let Lonzo do his thing, let him prove, every, prove everything to everybody, and then, you know, then, then he can keep talking and say, hey, we got this, we got that. My son, he's great. I got two more behind him. You know, they're going to be just as great. But everyone's untested. What's your opinion they're on that? They're untested, but, you know, like I said, I don't think, I think he knows um, that he's in a win-win position, uh, position because um, he has three sons. Say the first one is a dub. Now, and, and, and being honest with ourselves, we are going to wait until that third son uh, has an opportunity to play in the NBA before we assess who LeVar Ball really is. So if, if Lonzo is a dud, is that going to hurt his second son? No, because we want to see. We want to see if the second son is better, just like Serena and Venus. And, and I remember when the dad said, you know, and, um, and Venus was, was a teenager and she's beating everybody. And he says, you know what? I got a younger daughter that's better than her. What? We don't even know anything about Serena. And before Venus had won her first championship, Serena won the U.S. Open. And it turns out he was prophetic. Now, I'm not saying the same thing happens in this situation, but what I'm saying is we are going to be holding on to our seats to see how all three ball children fare out. They've already got scholarships to UCLA. So he's already got them to the D1 level at a major school. Um, and, and they're top recruits in their class, one. Two, we're going to, they're, they're all going to have a chance to make it. Now, could they have made it, and would they have made it without their dad's braggadocio and loud talk? Yes, they would. But he's added another element because now we want to see. Lonzo Ball is quiet. If you have you heard him talk, no, like I, I said, I, he, I thought the same thing when you brought that up about not hearing his voice. I was like, you know, you're right. I've never heard his voice. I, I, right. I think maybe yeah. once in one 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 interview, but it was just it was minimal that he talked about. Look, he's showing unassuming. His dad is talking for him. Um, so, I I I think, like I said, that there's it's a win-win situation because what he can do. Good or bad, say he doesn't say he doesn't turn out well this year, and and maybe he has a couple of bad seasons, and then he says, you know what, my dad sucks, you know what, my dad put all this pressure on me, um, this is not who I am, so on and so forth. Now, you know, people like you, Chris, and I'm not saying you're rooting against Alonzo Ball, but it's more a reaction to his dad. Now you're in his corner. You're gonna say, you know what. I can see where this dad put all this pressure on this guy. Um, he didn't ever really have a good opportunity to be who he was and develop in the NBA or develop as a person. Now you got all those people that were rooting against him, rooting for him because he's cut his dad off. I just mm-hmm. think it plays out perfectly for him where he can't really lose. He can't. If, if he sucks, we're not going to be really 
directing all of those negative comments and whatnot towards him. We direct it towards his dad. So he's already kind of insulated. His dad is, his dad is an umbrella. If he has a bad game, are we going to say Lonzo Ball really sucks or whatnot? We're going to say, ha-ha, look at, hey, LeVar. We, they, they, people run in LeVar. You know, when they, when, like you said, in the tournament when they got bounced by Kentucky, did you hear mm-hmm. Lonzo respond to Fox carving him up? No. We went to his dad. What do you want to say about your son now? He got carved up by Kentucky. And that's the same thing that's going to happen. All the negative attention, all the negative energy is going to go to the dad, not the son. And, and I think he just is in a perfect position because he can jump out from under his dad's shadow and be his own person in a couple of years and not have lost anything. Now, obviously, if, he, if the opposite is true and he turns out to be a dynamic player in L.A., the sky is the limit. And, and LeVar Ball is a genius and has struck gold. He got his own shoe contract. He got a son playing on the Lakers, biggest media market in the world, drawing attention wherever he goes. Like I said, for him, then the sky is the limit. Okay. Well, Abe, I, I'd like to hear, hear what you have to say at this point. Well, you know, and, and, and it all makes sense uh, what Wayman's saying. You know, I mean, it, it's, 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 like you said, it's genius. You know, because in 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 fact, what he's doing is is taking a lot of the pressure off of his son by doing this. Because you know, like he said, if if he's no good, you know, he can he always has that out. He can say, well, you know, my dad put all this pressure on me, you know, and 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 that's not that's not what I'm about, you know, and and still have another chance at at making it. But you know, it it. Uh, like I said, you know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a, a really good method of of taking some of the pressure off of his son, you right. know, to to uh, you know the the best thing that that uh, he can do now is just you know be stay consistent, be consistent, work hard, practice, you know, and 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 just get better from here on out, you know, and uh, hopefully that's that's what happens for him. We can only we can only only hope that it happens that way. But I still say that the first time he steps on a court, these other that his teammates as well as other teams players are they're going to be challenging him. They're going to be like you know, I making him prove what his dad was saying about him, left and right, and that's going to be a constant headache for him to have to deal with. Probably for the first couple of years, he's going to be tested. Yeah, and, and that's part of the game. I mean, and, and, and if he's worth his salt, he'll he'll handle the challenge and, and do it. But, I mean, LeBron said a couple of weeks ago, you know, and, and, and I've heard numerous players across the NBA say it, they could care less what his dad says. You know, they, they, they will look at the person he is and not necessarily care about anything that his dad said. Now, you know what, incoming rookies, they're going to compete against them regardless. I heard... Um, Folks out of Washington uh, give all the reasons why he felt like he should be the first pick. Obviously, him and Lavar, uh, not Lavar, but Lonzo played against each other in college, um, and both want to be. You know, everybody wants to be the number one pick, even though uh, Lonzo probably won't be. But they have a rivalry. Uh, they went. They played in the same conference, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So I'm sure 
he's going to develop some rivalries. There's going to be some smack talking. You know, your dad can't help you now uh, type comments and those type things. But once again, it all comes back to his dad. You know, right. you may play hard against him, but you know what? You, you hear stuff about people, uh, you meet them in person, and your opinion totally changes. So you, you really want to beat the snot out of Lonzo Ball, and you meet him, and he's a humble kid. He doesn't really say too much. He just goes out and plays the game. I got nothing to hate this guy for. I can still hate his dad, but him personally, you know, he's just another player on another team that obviously I'm going to compete against, but no harder um, than I normally would because he's not his dad. I I I I still think that he has a lot to 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 deal with. He's going to have a lot to face up to from other players. So I, it's 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 not going to be fun for him. Yeah, but you know, being the new guy, you know, being a new guy, you know, uh, being a rookie, you know, he's going to face that anyways. I think, you know, with uh, a lot of the even his own players, you know. So. Well, but especially with the hype that that Dad has given him. Yeah, so. it, it's it's amplified. It's amplified. You know, I just, I, I actually, I, I kind of feel sorry for him to a point, especially if he, if he doesn't succeed. You know, even though I, I know what you were saying, uh, Wayman, regarding the other two sons, I just think though that if Lonzo does not succeed, then there's going to be problems uh, with, with the rest. You know, with the rest well, of like, them stepping up. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna come down to talent. I mean, it, it really. You know, regardless of everything else, it's just going to come down to talent. So they've already, they're already going to get a shot at the D1 level, and they're in L.A. at UCLA, games on TV, Pac-12 network, um, tons of media exposure, dad continuing to chirp and talk in people's ears and do interviews every week um, before and after your games. So either you're good enough and you live up to the hype or you're not. But the difference is my dad doesn't have that platform. You could care less about me at the University of Wyoming maybe scoring 20 points a game where you got Lonzo scoring 16 points a game at UCLA. And that's the difference. You are going, everything you do, just like a Kardashian, is going to be amplified. And in in our society, that makes a big difference. Um, You know, James and I talked uh, a few weeks ago about trying to make it in the NFL coming from the University of Wyoming um, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe going to an Ohio State or University of Miami or some of these places where, where you consistently hear people coming from. It was hard for me to, to get an NFL shot. It was hard for me to try to make an NFL team, and part of that is where I came from. Um, Wyoming or, or the WAC conference during that time was a wide-open league. We threw the ball all the time, so I was just a system-type player where um, the exposure that you get at some of these bigger schools, even if you're not the same type athlete, gets you sometimes in the door. And that's what Lonzo Ball or LeVar Ball has done for his sons. They are going to be in the door and in the conversation and on everybody's lips, and we're going to watch ESPN to see if they had a bad game or a good game, so on and so forth. We're out in Wyoming or out in Western Kentucky or some of these other places where you get some of these players coming from. 
They could mm-hmm. care less. And that's all I'm saying is that he's, he's put his son in the door and in the conversation. They already have a more likely than not opportunity and chance to make it. Where mo- They're not on an even playing field. Everybody else comes in on an even playing field. They're not on a, they're, they're elevated from the time they hit the court. Now, if they have You're talent enough that, to push themselves, yeah, if they have talent enough to push themselves past that, they'll definitely be there. Um, yeah. If not, they still might get a shot just based on the name. You're saying uh, he's got him on a bigger stage, right? I'm saying well, that they're on a bigger stage, one, but two, you, we're already talking. We already know their names. What a, name another high school kid um, yeah. whose name you know. You don't, you don't know any other high school kids' names. And you definitely yeah. don't know their dad's names um, or their brother's names, people that are juniors and sophomores in high school this past year. You don't know those kids, but you know them now. And you'll follow them up until they're freshmen at UCLA and maybe do the one-and-done thing like their older brother has done. We already know their names. And, and so not only are they last name on, on the two younger ones. So you know what, guys, we got to take a break. When we come back. We're gonna we're gonna stop talking about the ball fan. We're gonna talk about some other more serious NBA stuff that's coming up. So <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and James is not here today, but... You know, I'm here, and that—that's what matters. We got, we got, we're, we're, and we have with us Abe and Wayman, the prophet. You know, you guys right. always have a lot of good things to say. That's why I always enjoy having you guys on because I know that 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 you know I just have to throw something out, and you guys are going to talk about it. That's right. Right. <laughs> that's that's a good right. thing. So you know, let's move forward. Let's move forward to what's what's been going on. So. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I don't know if you guys have heard, but he recently gave an interview um, basically detailing about his new book that he had uh, with his 50-year friendship with Coach Wooden. You know, during his interview, Kareem talked about how the one-and-done era has changed college basketball. In today's game, Coach Wooden wouldn't have had the same success now as he did back then. You know, he, Kareem went on to say that uh, athletes are going to college to get an education or play ball. You know, it's one or the other. He believes that, that uh, they're using the college system as a stepping stone to the NBA, and education is vital to having a good life. What, what, what do you guys think about Kareem saying that? Abe? Well, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think times have changed, you know, as far as uh, uh, that respect. You know, uh, so you know, it, it's 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 a lot different now than than what it used to be. Probably when he played, you know, uh, when he was uh, growing up, he was trying to get an education, and he was lucky enough to to end up end up in the uh, in the in the N- NBA, you know. And uh, a lot of these guys nowadays, I think they're they're trying to uh, that's ultimate their ultimate goal is to just end up there, you know, and, and, uh, they could care less really about, you know, the education or whatnot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a different time. Uh, and things are, are, are different in that respect. Mm-hmm. Wayman, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I think Kareem is, is absolutely right, but I don't think that's a, <clears throat> a bad thing, um, and I don't even know if it's necessarily a, a sign of the times. Um, and, and I don't necessarily agree with you either go to school to get an education or to play sports. I think you definitely can do both. Um, I think I definitely did both, and, and some people see it as a, a blessing or a further opportunity. Now, I think you're foolish, and I used to counsel people when I was a, an advisor at the University of Wyoming. You definitely have to make sure you get your education minimum. I think a lot of people put too many eggs in the, I'm going to be a professional basket, and when that doesn't come to fruition, you're left with nothing. I used to always tell uh, when the incoming freshman is you're not going to get paid to play college athletics, even though that may or may not be true now. Um, but So the way that you're getting paid is by getting that education. They're paying for you to go to school free, so you do yourself a disservice if you leave this university after four or five years and don't have that degree and, and then, you know, you haven't gone on to, um, you know, the NBA or the NFL or, 
whatever the situation is. But look at Kobe Bryant. Look at LeBron James. LeBron James is yeah. on his way to a billion or a billionaire yeah. has multiple has has multiple businesses and and everything else. Um, and and another thing is we kind of have a bias or a prejudice against certain sports. Um, how many of of the the women's the the top players on the men and women's tennis circuit have their degree? Um, how many of the top golfers in the world have their degree? But but we we treat them different because you can turn pro like Tiger Woods, uh, you know, without going to college or finishing your degree. Uh, Serena and, and and Venus were teenagers, as most of the professional tennis players that we see are, without ever having stepped foot on a college campus. Now, I don't think Serena or Venus are uneducated people. Um, so, like I said, we we kind of have a bias and a prejudice towards certain sports. Hockey players, a lot of those guys, especially coming out of Canada and different places across the world, they're not into it to try to get a college education. Um, they, they get hooked up with these uh, farm teams and, and club teams in Canada, Ontario, whatnot, getting the farm system, wind up making it, and, and, and being in the NHL, which is their ultimate goal. So I, I think a lot of times, just because of how we're conditioned and socialized in this country, we, we, we see needing to get a degree and, and the one-and-done thing hurting sports. But we don't care what it does to any other sports. Do we care what it does to college hockey or college tennis or college golf? No. You, you, they don't care. If you're good enough um, in baseball, in high school, you could care less about going to college. But somehow we look at basketball and we treat it different, which to me, like I said, just kind of reflects some of the prejudice and biases that we have um, and, and that we've always had. Uh, actually, not that we've always had because... In Kareem's day, you had an opportunity. You, d- you didn't have to go to college if you didn't want. Moses Malone came through. I think he was the first player to go sh- straight from high school to the NBA um, and-, and be successful at it. But in-, in Kareem's day, the opportunity existed. You didn't have people that were doing it or taking advantage of it in- really until the 80s um, and then kind of ending with the one-and-done rule. And-, and it definitely impacts. I mean, obviously... Kareem, um, as the best player in the nation, coming from New York, came all the way across country to play for UCLA. Um, they didn't even have the opportunity, you know, and, and Kareem only played three years at the varsity level because they had a freshman basketball team. You didn't even have that opportunity if you went to college um, a lot of times to play on the varsity team because they had uh freshman freshman teams but the point i make is obviously it's changed the landscape but no i don't see it necessarily as a bad thing especially if we're not going to apply it um universally to all the sports that we have out there so some of the people you named like the the williams sisters and you know so forth uh, tiger i mean the, 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 these these people were were phenomenal athletes to begin with they were good in, in their sport you don't have a lot of a lot of them that are that great you know so a lot of times they they may be in there for a couple years and on the on on the the pro circuit or the professional league and that's it that's all they have same thing with basketball football hockey whatever 
And if, if when they're done and they don't have an education to fall back on at that point, then what happens? You know, the, it's, it, it's, it's a bad situation. And if they don't have the right people around them to help guide them, you know, to help them deal with, with money and, and all that, the money that they've made, and they've made some poor decisions and, and all that, then they're in trouble. No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, I, I did encourage people to make sure that they got their education, and I always promote <clears throat> education. But you know, if if someone wants to take that risk and and, and do that, um, I, I think they should be given the opportunity. I can remember, um, was it uh, Kornikova? Now, Kornikova was fortunate because she was very pretty and beautiful and marketable. Very pretty, yes. Um, while, she, while, while she was on the tour, she made more money than Serena. She didn't win one event. No, she didn't. Um, Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee, the same thing. Very pretty and attractive. But she doesn't, she doesn't win. But, but she can still make money in her sport, you know, because golf is set up different. Tennis is set up different. You can still make money without winning these tournaments. So obviously, basketball and football and some of these other team-oriented sports, you, you can't. Um, but in basketball, and I've known some people to do it, um, they go to Russia, they go to Italy, they go to England, they go to Israel, they go to Brazil, they go to China. Um, so you do have more opportunity now to continue yes, to, basketball, yes. to, to apply your craft and do some stuff if you don't make it. But, but by no means am I endorsing not getting an education, um, but at the same time, you know what, if, 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 if that's the direction you want to go and some people do get some bad advice, at least you should have that, that opportunity. I don't think you should force anyone. I don't even like the one and done rule. I mean, if you're right. good enough, if Kobe was good enough, if LeBron was good enough, if you think you're good enough, um, what's the guy, uh, in New Orleans right now, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis didn't need that year at Kentucky. Um, and winning the national championship to be in the NBA. Uh, there's not anything that was developed in him at Kentucky that made him ready after one year. There was nothing at Texas that was going to make or break Kevin Durant in that one year that he was at Texas. Kevin Durant could have come out of high school, and he would have been the same player that he is right now. Um, so I think you do, in a way, do a disservice. So some people don't want to go to college then there you go. You can use college as a, as a developmental league, and you keep those players that you're forcing to come to college for one year out. Kevin Durant wouldn't have went. Um, Kobe Bryant didn't have to go. Anthony Davis wouldn't have went. You know, so I don't, I don't blame the players. Those players would have gladly skipped, the, uh, skipped college and gone straight to the NBA right or wrong. Right. But you're forcing, them to, you're forcing them to go one year so they don't have any other choice. But I guarantee you, Kevin Durant would have went straight from D.C. to whatever team he wound up on. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, part of it to me, they're they're ruining, they're hurting the the college programs that they're that they're entering in just for that one year, six months, or however long that they're there for, and then moving on. So, anyway, we got to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk a bit about uh, the playoffs that's going on right now. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and we are here with Loving That Sports Talk. We have as our guest today, we have both Abe and Wayman. You guys, thank you very much for coming on, for calling in, being there. You're troopers. <laughs> you really, you really make my job easy. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Oh, of course, you're welcome. All right. So before we took a break, I said that uh, we were going to talk about uh, what's going on with playoffs. So let's let's get into it. Um, during Game One of the Spurs uh, Warriors game, the Spurs held the lead until around the third period, when Kawhi—sorry, I cannot pronounce his name right—Kawhi Leonard came out of the game with an injury. He didn't return, and the Warriors went on to win the game, to win Game One, basically. You know, it was, I think they were like 26 points behind at that point when when Leonard went out. Anyway, um, again, Leonard did not play in Game Two. That puts the Warriors up on the Spurs two games to nothing. Do you think if Leonard, because Leonard is pretty phenomenal to watch, if he hadn't got it injured, you know, that we'd be looking at a different outcome? What do you think, uh, Wayman? Well, if Leonard hadn't gotten hurt, it would be 1-1. You know, they were up by 25, lost the lead late. Um, They wound up losing game one. They definitely didn't have any energy um, if you heard Popovich's comments last night, you know, they, they were feeling sorry for themselves. Um, and obviously if they come out like that again, the series is done. If Leonard was on the court, I think it would be a more competitive series, but I don't think it would have ultimately affected who's going to win the series. Uh, it just makes it easier for the Warriors, and, and, and it I, I feel bad for the Spurs because I think it would have been must-see NBA TV now you know, they got beat by 30-something last night, and if he can't play or he's only 80%, uh, the Warriors are going to roll over him just like the Cavaliers are going to roll over the Celtics. And, you know, I've been hearing people complain about the NBA playoffs 
aren't very exciting and so on and so forth because we honestly knew which two teams were going to be in the finals and nothing I've seen uh, has deterred me or, or made me think any different. We're going to have a Spurs, I mean Spurs, a Cavaliers, Golden State final for the third year in a row. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree on that. Wait, uh, Abe, what, what, what's, what's your thoughts on this? I think I think Wayman's right. You know, like you said, it, it definitely would have been more competitive. It would have been a, a lot closer game. You know, uh, the, the final was uh, one thirty six to one hundred. I think it probably would have. You know, had he not gotten hurt, it would probably been about one twenty five to one thirty six. You know, one twenty maybe. You know, something like that in that neighborhood. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with, uh, with what Wayman's saying. Yeah, so so you know, from watching the game last night, I mean, the, the Warriors were hot. They were hot on on their shots. They were making just about everything. Now their game, as far as offense, is that they they, they they do a lot of three point shots. You know, so they don't have a lot of lot of inside game going on. So if you can stop them, try to try to get those those you know no looks <laughs> no look shots removed from them, then then they'll have a, have a chance. My other point uh, with the Spurs is. Why? Why do you rely on so heavily on one player, one player to to do everything? It's like the rest of the team just they they just kind of die if he's not there, you know. And and why why have a team if if it's only one player? I, I think uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's the it's the beauty, and I guess you can kind of say downfall of the Spurs because the Spurs is all about a system. Um, when you had Tony Parker, you had Ginobili, you had Tim Duncan, um, even though Tim Duncan was phenomenal, um, you know, Tony Parker is, is, was never a 20-point-a-game scorer, neither was Ginobili. They're, they're both role players. Now, they are players that could get you points at specific times, and that's what the Spurs have. Um, but, but they usually didn't have dominant players on that team. They had a... They had Tim Duncan, and they had a supporting cast around them, but that was enough. Uh, the Spurs have kind of—I'm not going to say deviated. Kyrie, Kyrie Leonard, uh, I guess we could say, is the new Tim Duncan on that team. They probably don't have as good a role players. You kind of have an, an aged Ginobili. Maybe Tony Parker comes back, maybe doesn't, but they don't have the same level of role players. But with the Spurs. And it's a great testament. It's that system. It's that system that has made the, the Spurs the most, you know, probably short of the, the Celtics dynasty, um, the most consistent NBA team in and out. They are always there year in, year out. You can't name five Spurs players. If you take away Ginobili, Tony Parker, and, of course, Kyrie Leonard, um, who else do you know on that team? Who else do you know on that team last year or the year before? You don't. Uh, and now they, you know, they got Paul Gasol. Um, what's the guy they got out from Portland? Uh, I forget his name. Uh, the the power forward that they got. Um, anyways, m- my point is, the Spurs. It, it's the beauty of the Spurs. It's the system of the Spurs. It's it's the greatness of, of Popovich. But at the same time, without that one dominant player on the team, you don't have the same team. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's funny that you said that about all these, you know, other players on on the team. 
I, I think when the playoffs first started, the first couple games, I, I remember saying to James, like, I don't recognize this team. I don't recognize <laughs> hardly anybody on this team. No. But yet and still, they have the second best record in the conference. And, but mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Popovich. I mean, year in and year out, it's the Spurs. And the Spurs always have a chance. But the Spurs are never going to how they're built and how they're constructed now. They can't beat the Warriors. They can always be there, but how they're built now, when you have four legitimate superstars on the Warriors, you're not going to beat them. And you have three legitimate superstars on the Cavaliers, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Because well, they, they, they start tonight. Their, their game starts tonight, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, so, Abe, did you, is there anything else you wanted to to comment on that? Yeah, or yeah, no. I just want question. I, I, I just I just want to say, it, you know, and it, and it happens a lot of times in sports these days. You know, you just got to be careful. You know, putting all your eggs in one basket, relying on one one player. You know, you, if that one player gets injured, you have to have somebody that can step up to the plate. And then, you know, unfortunately, in this case, I don't think that they 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 have somebody that can do that, you know, to make that up. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, it, it, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it happens in other sports as well. You know, I think it happened to the Raiders last year. You know, uh, <laughs> just for example. But uh, it's a, that's a whole other uh, show. You know, so well, uh, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because. Yeah, now, that one player getting injured is the reason why the Spurs are the Spurs now. Uh, if you yeah. remember, the Spurs were only David Robinson a long time ago. David right. Robinson. Oh got yeah, hurt. absolutely. He was. He was it. Right. Right. David Robinson gets hurt one year. The Spurs get the number one pick, and who do they get? Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah. So now yep. you got Tim Duncan and David Robinson on the same team, and that is the beginning of the Spurs as we know it. Having one player, he was good enough, David Robinson, to keep them competitive, but they would have never made it to the point that they are now without him getting hurt. Being able to draft and get the number one pick, they got Tim Duncan, and the franchise is forever changed. Exactly. All right, quickly, who's going to win and and in how many games? Uh, Warriors or Cavs in the finals? Abe? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland in how many games? Uh, I I, I think they'll sweep it. Okay, in four games. All right, Waylon? Yeah. I said the Cavs in seven. Um, Seven. Yeah, I I, I think it'll be seven, but... I, I think it'll be Cavs, but I, I, I'd like to see Warriors win it this year. So, anyway, guys, the music was in my ear. we got to go. It's been a great show. We'll try it again next week, all right? All right. We'll okay, guys, have a good week. week. All right, bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.